and welcome back to the Indie, a podcast from the Santa Barbara Independent, giving you what's happening in Santa Barbara. I'm Molly McEnany, the host of the Indie, and I'm here this week with Charles Donnellan, executive arts editor for the Independent, to discuss the cover story on the music history of Santa Barbara, past, present, and future. So, hi, Charles. Hi, Molly. So the first part to the three-part series was written by contributing writer S.W. Lawton, and it's basically an oral history of the 90s band Pop Sickos. So can you tell me a bit more about this 90s Santa Barbara music nostalgia piece? Yeah, sure can. There's an extensive oral history version of the piece that's online only. What you're going to see in the paper is just really the introduction, and it tells a you know tragic story of this band that looked like they were going to be the next big thing, you know, came along right around the same time as Toad the Wet Sprocket and some of the other bands in Santa Barbara that had some national success. They were signed to a major label. The record came out, it was called Off to a Bad Start, it got great reviews. But unfortunately, Keith Brown, who was the lead singer, guitarist, vocalist, died in a car crash on his way to LA to meet some industry contact. And uh, suddenly, popsicles, you know, were uh, one man down. So anyway, if you're at all interested in the history of the rock scene in Santa Barbara, I'm sure you're going to really enjoy this piece. It's got some great images and it's, uh, it's, it's full of people whose names you recognize if you've hung around and, and gone to see bands here in town. So that's the lead off piece for this uh, music past, present and future. And I guess that's music past, even though it's not early music, it's 90s music, but uh, it is you know, pretty far past at this point. Well, now as a perfect transition or kind of liminal area between past and present, you're very close with the Music Academy in Santa Barbara. So what's going on over there and what can we look forward to? Yeah, they're uh, definitely, well, the thing is, is they're involved with the oldest music of anyone in town because, you know, they're playing classical music, a lot of it, but they're also really, I think, very representative of the present in contemporary classical music. There's a lot of composers coming through this summer. The uh, partnership that they've just started with a group called Beth Morrison Projects is uh, putting together a really cool thing called the Leader Abend series, which is going to be what they're doing this summer. Instead of a full dress opera in the Granada, they're going to be making a uh, feature length operatic film with all contemporary composers. That's going to be amazing. Right away, just this weekend coming up, uh, Saturday night, the 10th, they're going to have the opening gala, which will be outdoors on the campus. They've got the pianist, Jeremy Dink. Uh, He's going to be playing uh, in a duet with Connor Hannock and another really big deal pianist. And Richard O'Neill, I believe, is going to receive an award as an alumni. He won a Grammy for Best Instrumental Performance in Classical Music this year. He's a violist. And uh, it just looks like an amazing season. They, they've got more than 70 events, a couple hundred people in town, and uh, it's, it's quite an impressive operation, the Music Academy of the West. So another third part is a piece written by indie contributing writer Melody Pozeshkin about Amanda Gregory, a classically trained opera singer. So what is the inspiration behind Gregory's experimental performances? Yeah, this is a really interesting story. Uh, Melody was a psych major at UCSB, and uh, I guess somehow through the psych department, she met some people who were involved in neuroscientific research and research on consciousness. 
It's partly happening out at UCSB, but it's also happening at the uh, SB cast in downtown Santa Barbara off Garden Street there. And Amanda is a classically trained opera singer who has become very involved in creating performances that are designed to explore connections between different levels and kinds of consciousness. So she's using digital technology, she's using ASMR, but she's also uh, apparently able to interact with the audience in various different ways. And I understand there's even one piece that she's done that allows her or involves her connecting with the consciousness of plants. A lot of it is on YouTube. You can uh, check out her videos. Highly recommend putting the headphones on. She's got a pretty great production sensibility that she's bringing to what she's doing. And it is traditional opera music. I think, you know, she was trained in opera, but now she's moved on into, uh, she's very popular at Burning Man, but they also really like her at Google, where she's performed multiple times for corporate audiences. And it's all focused by the intersection of scientific research on affect, responses to sound and to music, and also by her artistic sensibility. It involves costumes and all kinds of fun props and cool projections. And uh, you had to pick one of these three stories to represent the future of music. You would know instantly from seeing any one of her videos that that's, that's what she is. Well, thank you, Charles, for sharing a bit more on the cover story for this week. As always, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Great to talk to you. Once again, I'm Molly McEnany, the host of The Indie. Tune in next week for another episode.